0: Welcome to Full Rigor of Florida True Crime Podcast. I'm Karen Curtis, your host, and you're going to get a double whammy from this episode because we're going to have a fresh Full Rigor episode, and then we're also going to have an update on a previous Full Rigor episode. Here in South Florida, there's so many canals and bodies of water, and when, especially after storms or at night, when visibility is poor, lots of people, many, many, many people, somehow drive off the road and drive into a body of water. And there was one case recently where a guy was going four miles to his doctor's office and went missing, and the body was eventually found in a car that was submerged in a canal. And this happens all too many times. And so we're going to speak with an expert who has a company that actually helps find these bodies, and Allison McManus started the nonprofit called Guardians for the Missing after your nephew vanished in 2006. Hi, how are you, Allison, and tell us how you started the Guardians for the Missing.
1: I'm good. Um, My organization started after we recovered my nephew. Um, He was out at a party, was intoxicated, um, left the party, and a couple hours later ended up in a canal off of Griffin Road in Davie. So what happened when he first went missing, went to the police department to report him missing and realized that people that are 18 years old or over are allowed to be missing. Police departments don't have a lot of resources to look for all the missing people that we have. Right. So they pretty much told us we're on our own. So my family, my sister-in-law ended up having to hire, you know, divers. We hired someone with a helicopter. We basically had to do everything on our own. Wow. Wow. Yeah. In the process of that, we found a lot of cars in the canals and uh, we didn't know if there were people in them or not. So what happened was we ended up getting kind of like a protest going on to get cars pulled out of the water because the police departments know that they're in there. But if they're not part of a case that they're working or if they don't know that there's somebody that they're actually missing that are in the vehicles, they don't pull them out of the water.
0: Really? So they don't have dive teams at all these individual police departments? Not at the time when my nephew went missing, no. Oh, so that's why you founded this organization, Guardians for the Missing. You have a dive team.
1: Yes. So I was on the news pressuring the police departments to pull up these vehicles that we found in the process of looking for my nephew. One of the people that first helped my family was a Pembroke Pines police officer, Donna Velasquez. Once we found out that my nephew was missing from a different site, his case turned over to Broward Sheriff's Office. But the Pembroke Pines police officer for missing persons still helped my family. Ah. She would come out on the weekends and tell us what we should do and help us out and where we should look. And then when we got on the news about all the cars that were missing, a gentleman that was in the hospital who owns a dive team and retired police officer called me up and said, I want to help you look for your nephew. So he got involved and he started helping us. And in the process, eventually after six months we did find my nephew's vehicle submerged in a canal after everything we did and all the family members that came out to help my family and they had missing family members we decided to start helping them so the police officer that helped us in the beginning when my nephew went missing the gentleman that had the dive team that called me from the hospital the three of us started guardians for the missing
0: oh wonderful and it's my understanding bso has a dive team Yes, they do. Well, they should because apparently there's more water in Broward County than land, if you count the Everglades. And waterways are a common place for these vehicles to go in and people go missing, right?
1: Yes. A lot of um, elderly people that have dementia leave their house and they start sundowning. So when the sun goes down, they start getting more confused. They'll just pick up the keys and leave their house and not know where they're going. And unfortunately, they end up in the canals. That's a lot of the people that I look for and also people that go out drinking, out doing drugs late at night. They end up driving in canals, down boat ramps. Yeah. So Broward Sheriff's Office helps me tremendously. Date and Broward, I look for a lot of people and if I find a car, Broward Sheriff's Office comes out immediately and we'll pull it. Okay. I have a very good relationship with them now. It's ironic because I didn't at the time when my nephew went missing because I felt like they weren't doing enough and I had to put a lot of pressure on them. My family had to put a lot of pressure on them to look for my nephew and I felt like do their job. But since then, things have changed. They've turned around 100%. They're wanting to pull the cars up wanting to know where they are as soon as i call them like the same day they come out and pull the car
0: and you usually work on cold cases for families that have missing family members that left in a vehicle right
1: yes left and they're missing with the vehicle i work with a lot of police departments that have cold cases so a lot of them are 20 or more years old once they've exhausted all their efforts and they have nowhere else to look they call me i have a cold case we've had so many detectives look at it. Can you give it a fresh eye and maybe look and see because we believe that they're in the water somewhere. So I have a few cold cases that I'm working right now with police department.
0: Okay, we're speaking with Allison McManus. She started the nonprofit Guardians for the Missing. Tell me a little bit about your dive team because I always think it's so scary to have to go into murky water like a canal. There's Gators, and you're like feeling around with your hands until you find a body. I mean, how do they deal with that?
1: It's very dark. And sometimes they won't see a car until they run right into it. Um, (laughs) So the gentleman that helped me start this organization, Derek Barrero, um, he did pass away. Ironically, from a heart condition, they think probably from diving in these murky canals. Oh, Yeah, and another retired officer, I ran into him at another search that we were doing. He was called out as well as I was. And at that point, he had knew about my diver passing away. And he said, I will help you with your organization. So he's been with me since. He's a retired Miami-Dade police officer. He ran their dive team. Yeah, he's also the president of the National Divers Association. So he trains people in search and rescue. He trains people to look for vehicles and um, stolen guns and things that you might find in canals. So he is my diver and he comes out. He has people that he trains. They come out. He also trains the alert dive team. When he's doing a training, sometimes he'll have 25 divers at a time that will come out and help me. Really? I mean, do you do any
0: aerial surveillance with a helicopter where you look and see if cars are
1: submerged? I mean, how do you know where to look? Well, when I first get a case, I will get the police report, look to see where they were, where they were going, where they think they might be going. I get with the family, try to find out places where they might have been or go back to. And I basically have to just get in the car and act like I'm them and see what if there's any waterway that they could have been in. Ah, uh, you retrace their steps. Yep, I retrace their steps. Sometimes I get no information. and I'm just going in blind. Okay. And I talk with the family members. I work very closely with the family members members, and I have, I'm have. i still friends with some of the family members of people that I've found. How many people have you found? Um, probably about nine. Wow. I find more cars than people. There's so many car vehicles out there. Oh, yes. Yeah. So okay. I don't do this full time. I would love to be able to do this full time, but I have a job that I do. I work full time. I'm also in the Coast Guard Auxiliary, oh. so that takes up some of my time. Thank you for your service. Thank you. So I'm very busy, but I find time to do this. How can people help you with your nonprofit
0: or how can people contact you if they have a missing relative that you might be able to find?
1: Um, They can go into my website and drop me an email and give me their information, www.guardiansforthemissing.com. So I have, yeah, I have one of my volunteers is someone who lost her mother in the same situation. Oh, wow. Ten Sorry. years ago, her mother went out drinking and ended up in the canal. Whoa.
0: Now, you mentioned that you are working on some cold cases right now. Can you reveal what they are,
1: some of them? Not at this time, because are still open cases with the police department right now. Uh huh. I can say that they are older 20 years or more. Really? Both of them, yeah.
0: Well, you must find it very rewarding being able to find these people and to be able to give these families closure for their loved ones.
1: Yes. Yes. I try. One? At least I know at least they know someone's looking for them. I have other cases and I'm working for family members that one person's missing eight years, the other person's missing ten years, but I'm in constant contact with their family, and I'll go out one weekend and look for one person, and the next weekend, I'll try to look for the other person, and I'll call the family and say, I just want you to know I was out today looking for your son or for your dad, just to let them know that there's someone still looking for them. God
0: bless you. Uh, Have you been watching this mystery unfolding 30 miles from the Vegas Strip? This drought is causing Lake Mead to drop 100 feet, and they keep finding skeletons and bodies and yeah i don't doubt that at all oh my gosh so it's really kind of a popular place to get rid of a body or to accidentally end up is in a body of water
1: yeah i find it hard well to get rid of a body in water you really have to um weigh them down with three times their body weight so if someone weighs 100 pounds you have to use at least 200 pounds or more to weigh them down Oh, okay so i'm surprised that they're finding skeletal remains are they finding them in vehicles I I just heard about the vehicles that they were finding. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think they have been found in vehicles and in maybe in drums uh, and
1: containers. Oh, okay, in drums, yeah. But um,
0: yeah. If you're in a vehicle, you're not going to float to this. You're in the vehicle.
1: Yeah, you're in the vehicle. Once you go
0: into water, it's hard to get out unless you have one of those special window shattering devices on your keychain. It's like a punch. You know, you're kind of trapped in there.
1: Especially in newer cars and everything's electrical. So once a car gets submerged the windows aren't going to roll down, you're going to have a hard time. Maybe. Yeah. People panic. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. And you have to have that. A spark plug will work when you press it against the window. It'll shatter. But and trying to open the door as you're submerged in water, it's hard to do that. To
1: get out of yeah, the I don't think you, yeah, you really can't open the door unless you're totally submerged. Because yeah. then you have that pressure pushing on that car. But a lot of it is just people panicking. And sometimes when you go in and you hit your head, right. they become unconscious. But Or if you've been drinking or you're high, you know, right. you don't know what's going on. So Right, exactly. Wow.
0: Okay, so what was the most satisfying and rewarding case that you've solved? Or the missing person that you found? Probably your
1: nephew, right? I can't say. I guess they all are satisfying because I'm finding closure for their family members. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, though, that BSO is really on board now after
1: you started this. Yeah, they've been great. It's taken a while to get their respect. Well, good for you. And to them, for them to know that I'm, I'm doing everything by the book, um, police procedure. There's a lot of people that just go out there and looking for cars and they're not following police protocol and there's a crime involved, you can't do that.
0: Oh, so what do you don't have want to, to do just, when that happens? Like, if you have retraced the steps of a missing person and then you think you found the vehicle, you have to call the M.E. or you have to
1: call the sheriff or what? Um, it depends what area I'm in. If I'm in Broward County, I I call the head of their dive team and I let them know I found the vehicle and then they come out and then they get their resources out. I don't really like to just call 911 because Then they think, regardless of what I, even if I tell them I'm looking for a car that's been gone for 10 years and there's nobody alive in it or whatever, they still send emergency rescue out. And I don't want to stress any of their resources. Like that's their protocol to send out the fire rescue, emergency rescue. So if I know what area I'm in and I know someone point of contact, I will call them first.
0: Okay. And so even though they know it's been in the water for 10 years, they send out all that apparatus? Yes. Really?
1: They do. Interesting.
0: Because what would happen if you didn't follow protocol?
1: Well, if there was a crime and I have a diver that's down there and he's taking off the license plate and he's doing things he shouldn't be doing, then when they pull the car up and there was a crime, then there's things missing. You don't want to mess with the crime scene. Once my diver finds that it's a car, I mark it and we're all out. Everyone's out of water. Got it.
0: How many vehicles have you found that were actually reported
1: stolen? There's a lot.
0: (laughs) People are making money, right? That's how they do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I find them and they have the keys still in them. (gasps) That's a big red flag.
0: Huh. And so, what happens when it's, I guess they can't blame the vehicle owner because they don't know who submerged it?
1: Well, if the keys are in, they Uh, got the keys from the owner. So, usually it's the owner. There's a lot of them that just people can't afford to pay them. And they just payments on them anymore and they just will get rid of them or they're tired of it and they just get rid of it. Huh. Is for a, whatever reason.
0: And that's a crime.
1: Yes, ma'am, it oh, is.
0: Oh, uh, so don't leave the keys in if you're going to submerge your vehicle in the
1: body. Yeah, it's insurance fraud.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that Cause is. Because then they collect the money from the insurance sure, company. Sure. Oh, wow. Like, how many? Can you give me a
1: ballpark that you find? I would say I found more than 50 cars. 50? More than 50, yeah. Okay. We found a bunch off US-21, and they pulled 33 out in one shot um, off Griffin Road before you hit US-21 oh, Okay. from university down. Oh. My diver had marked eight of them, and I let them know that there's eight of them in there. And then when they got in there, they found the rest of them. There was 33 of them in there.
0: All those cars, of everything you found, you've only really found nine bodies? Yes, okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Wonderful work that you're doing. Again, the organization is Guardians for the Missing. That's their website, Guardians for the Missing. So if you get donations and volunteers, you might be able to do this full-time because it sounds like it's a full-time job. So we would hope that that happens for you. Anyone listening to the podcast can help you out, hopefully. Allison McManus, thank you so much for your service and for starting this organization and for helping these poor families because there's nothing worse than not knowing. That's true. Yeah. We're Thank doing- you for inviting me. Thank you so much for joining us on Full Rigor. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, Bye-bye. Bye. So before I close this episode of Full Rigor, I want to take you back to another episode I just did, uh, episode number 157, 157 at Close Range. It details the cold-blooded murder of a Jacksonville father who is also a Microsoft employee. He's a father of four who was shot at close range in the middle of the street, two miles from his ex-wife's house in front of his young daughter, Still, we have no arrests, no suspects in this very odd murder. And just to give you a little background, there was a tire lying in the middle of the roadway where, by the way, there were no doorbell cameras, surveillance cameras. It was a blind spot just conveniently located there. And he gets out of his vehicle to move the tire and he shot at close range. So I asked my intern, my little cub reporter, Juliana Caban, to look into this story to see if there are any updates on this story and the death of Jared Bridegan, who was 33, shot and killed in Jacksonville Beach while his two-year-old daughter from another marriage was still in the car. What have you found, Juliana? Yes,
1: well, there is indeed a pretty big update. His ex-wife has actually hired a
0: criminal defense attorney. (gasps) No. According to reports. No. So that's 35-year-old Shanna Fernandez, whose parents are loaded, right? Mm Mm-hmm. She has hired Henry Cox III, former president of the Florida Bar, who specializes in federal and state criminal matters. And he was retained by Fernandez... And her husband to protect the privacy of their twins as the murder case of their biological father remains unsolved. So that's they're saying it's for the twins preservation, Mm -hmm. but she's lawyered up.
1: Yeah. And it also seems that Cox has told several outlets that for the purpose of seeing
0: if steps could be taken to protect the ex-wife's young twins from any publicity surrounding the tragic event. Right. And as for any other reason for the family to have or need counsel, whether it be myself or anyone else, there is none. He added. All right. So there you go. She's lawyered up with, gosh, this guy sounds like he's a pretty heavy duty criminal Mm -hmm. defense attorney, former president of the Florida Bar. Yeah. Not sure if it was mentioned before, but her kids actually didn't show up to the father's funeral, which is extremely fishy in itself. Isn't that strange? Yeah. He had just dropped them off Uh and was driving back home to his now widow who had they had another child together. Bexley was in the car with him. When he got out to move the tire. So the whole thing is really strange. If you want to hear the whole background on this murder, go to episode 157 at close range. But until then, we do have the ex-wife now of the Microsoft executive who was gunned down in Jacksonville Beach, lawyering up. Thank you, Juliana. Thank you, Karen. All right. That wraps up Full Rigor. Thanks for listening. Until next time.